Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers for the TV show mentioned in the title. You have been warned. What's the crack and welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast and this is the Three Halves series review. My name is Jason. I'm Jordan. And I'm John. And this is the review for the for the man oh and this is the review for the Mandalorian season two episode two aka chapter ten. Is there a name? The Passenger. The Passenger. I love that band. God damn you. I mean, see, I might be about my piercing, I don't know which, but whenever I saw it, I came up with that joke. So I have a singer. It's a singer. Cool. I think. I think it's one person. I can't remember now. Now I'm questioning my life. I don't know music. First things first. Jordan. Yes. Did you like this episode? Yes. John Favreau. <laughs> Did you like this episode? Um kind of i'm gonna go with kind of yes i mean you're wrong but okay i have a reason i have a reason trying to start this episode off on a high was very loads of energy and you killed it you killed it dead now george rr martin i kill things (laughs) and jason what did you think did you like this episode let's get that energy back yes i did Woo! but it wasn't it wasn't perfect. I did not like a bit, but I think that's because it was me being a fan rather than being... Yeah. Like if, if I was looking at it like as a critic, I'd be like, it's fine, but as a fan, I'm like, no! <laughs> Shall I give you the synopsis? Please, please do. our old friend IMDB. <clears throat> the Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. That is it. That is, that is all she wrote. <laughs> I feel like the um, synopsises are actually always really good for The Mandalorian. This is nothing to do with anything, but I always think because they don't give anything away. It's just enough information that's like, here's your basic plot outline, come and see what happens. And it, it's really enticing. It does actually make you want to watch the episodes, I think. I, I will 100% agree. It is really enticing. Because like, you don't. it gives no details away. Unlike other series or other films it, that gives the entire plot away in the synopsis. This is, here you go, here's a hint. Come and, come and find out. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of been like a crime recent, like over the past few years about trailers and adverts basically ruining like everything. Like they have the biggest set pieces in mm. the movie, in the trailer to attract people to come, but the movie seems worse because we've already seen the big set piece. Yeah. And especially spoilers, like the recent Star Wars movie, the whole uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Can we can we just not get onto that? Let, like, yeah, we're gonna be hole. here forever if we do. That, that will that will rabbit hole. We know it will. So in the previous episode, we said that we were recording this on the Monday after the episode that came out, which comes out on Friday. Today, we're reviewing this on the day it came out. Talk about commitment. <laughs> um, um, from now, next week onwards, we're going to do a, a watch party. So we're going to watch it together. 
and then we will go straight into reviews. So we'll be fresh of Akadu. It's going to be great. <laughs> so far, we've been loving the season. Um, well, I've been loving the season. I have. Uh, John's been a bit of a. I mean, I have enjoyed it, just not as much as you two. No, and I think that's there's fine. there's no middle ground. Well, you you're wrong, be. or you're with us. <laughs> and this <laughs> is why there's a problem in the Star Wars fandom. Yeah, welcome to Star Wars. This is um, the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we just? Has anybody got anything to say? Let's just jump into it. Yeah. Let's jump right. Let's just get in right new. into the news. <laughs> first things first, I made a note before the episode even began. Began. Continue. That's it. I'm keeping it before it began. <laughs> BY, aka Baby Yoda, the child, I call him. B.Y. Because mm-hmm. we're, we, we're cool like that. Well, B.Y. is the cover pick for the episode. So I'm already happy going in. Yes. I'm already happy. And the thing about this episode was, I mentioned in the previous review that I didn't get enough of Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I was a bit upset that I didn't get enough B.Y. Well, it's fine because I see it at all for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much and I was like, this is the best. So when we do the reviews, we make some notes. And I was writing my notes and it just got a bit much of the BY. So I stopped making notes and made a tally. How many Baby Yoda cute moments did you tally? 15. I knew that was going to be, I knew it was going to be, I knew it would be cute moments because it's you. It was most of the time. Okay. I'm going to say something that's going to upset you. I was annoyed at Baby Yoda this episode. What? <gasps> BY can do no wrong. Baby Yoda, no, naughty, is one of my comments. <laughs> You're right, but it's still cute. It's cute. But so my partner was watching it and she had a she had a baby Yoda teddy with her and I turned around and went, What the f are you doing? <laughs> right a baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so it's for people who haven't seen the episode, and because we do spoilers. Um, the passenger that the Mandalorian has to um, get across the galaxy has its babies with it, which are like uh, tadpoles, almost, like little like, egg things. Like orange eggs. They look like pickled yeah. onions. Yeah, they look like pickled <laughs> onions. Yeah, yeah. And little baby Yoda, in its infinite wisdom and knowledge, like dunks its hand in and eats them. <laughs> and, it, and it looks adorable. I love it. Because it's like... Ha ha ha, I'm killing something. <laughs> but it, was, it, it was so funny because they set it up from the very beginning. Oh, like yeah. Like you could just see, Baby Yoda is a puppet. Mm-hmm. Or a doll. Doll, yeah. Yeah, there's a robotic one and we saw a bit of CGI Baby Yoda in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. You just see from the very start, I and that, I and that tub up. You knew, you knew exactly. When I saw it, I was like, no, no. I think we all felt like Mando. Yeah. In this episode. Okay, we're skipping over something very crucial. Yeah. Though. Yes and no, but I try to erase that from my mind because no. I'm going to be mad. No, we can't erase that. <laughs> so as the episode opens, we're still on Tatooine. We see the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda on a speeder going towards this little canyon. And we see a couple people setting up 
what looks like a rope trap. And we are correct in that. Uh, the, the speeder gets hit. It sends the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda flying. Baby Yoda hits the floor and you hear him cry. No! In my notes, in my notes, I have this. Mando, uh, chapter 10. BY is the cover pick for the episode. I'm happy going in. And then it goes, no! Nah! <laughs> <laughs> mine was, oh my God, baby Yoda, no. Please be okay. <laughs> mine was a devilish laugh. <laughs> Burn in hell. Yeah. But we get a really cool fight scene where he's keeping an eye on baby Yoda and trying to keep that one thing from killing him. And then we get through the fight scene. He kills or beats or knocks out everyone else. And then we have this little alien with a knife to baby Yoda. Now, people say that the greatest villain of all time is Darth Vader. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> it's this dude with a knife. However, we get the best threat that is so like well-delivered. I believe it is, if you lay a finger on him, there'll be nowhere in the galaxy that you can hide that I won't find you. And he mm -hmm. says it, deadpan, no threatening anger voice, just calm. And that gave me chills. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a threat, it was a fact. It was a promise. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> just to let you know, I don't know if you've heard, but right. round the rumor mill is, if you do that, you're gonna die. <laughs> Ask any bounty hunter that's tried to hurt him or take him. Yeah, it was pretty dope. But I knew whenever he... So the way he gets Baby Yoda back is he gives his jetpack. Oh, yeah. But we knew we knew what... I knew he was like, either he was doing this and it's fine, I'll get it back later. I thought he, I thought he like, had another gun or something he was going to shoot. But no, it was very entertaining. See, my thought was, okay, he gives away that jetpack. He still has Boba Fett's. I suppose. That, that I thought he was going to... At first, I was like, okay, if he does. And then, obviously, I think quite a comedic moment happens where the guy's running and you just see him bring his wrist and press something. The guy just goes flying. And BY is all like, oh. oh. <laughs> and then you hear a thud and he just shrugs at Baby Yoda. Yeah. The cutest thing ever happens before that bit is whenever Baby Yoda just runs. Oh, yeah. Runs to Mando. Runs to I have a note. Oh. Baby Yoda runs to his father. I love how this review has suddenly turned into Memento, where we're go doing everything in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Okay with that. Okay. So his speeders are broken, so he walks the de through the desert and carrying his stuff. And he arrives back at Mos Eisley. Mm -hmm. And meets up with the woman again. And she's great in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And then we have this giant ant that she's playing like poker with. Grossed out by that thing. It looked slimy. It was <laughs> gross. <laughs> I'm not okay with mm -hmm. it. And basically the ant, uh, because it's such a coincidence that this ant happens to know where you can find all the Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. uh, plot. I was a bit annoyed. I was like, well, yeah. all this time, and you just had this person sitting there. Anyway, they said that you got to meet a contact and this contact will show you where the Mandalorians are. And the contact is a frog woman. We don't really get a species. No. We I'm, get, not mad, oh. I'm not mad about that. However, it didn't look good during the introduction of it, of the lizard lady, frog lady thing. Her actually, her actual credit is frog lady, I'll have you know. Don't Sorry, frog lady. Don't be speciest. 
<laughs> I don't know if you guys, it just looked, the CGI just looked weird to me. It was when, the CGI. Was it not? What bit? What, do you know when CGI. we're in the hangar? It was the costume. Oh, it looked weird at that scene yeah, for me I then. Yeah, I don't but think that's, it that's was. That's the thing is, because a lot of people have been complaining about like CGI and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're complaining about the original trilogy being highly CGI and people wanted the costumes back. Um, so that's that's what they've done is they've gone back to what people remember of the costumes and it being like it making it look real. But obviously costumes can only do so much. Right. And they're still part of them so it look really static. And that's why it looks weird because all the pores, there's some detail for you, the pores aren't moving. So everything doesn't look real. But I'm okay with that because we all know it's a costume. And I feel right. for me... That's part of my star. That's part of my Star Wars experience is seeing that. For me, it completely changed later on, though. Later on, it looked great. It did, just didn't look good for me at that moment. Later on, it looked perfectly fine. I was happy with it. I was like, oh, okay. It just looks nicer in the lighting of the ice planet that we mm. end up on later on. Mm. I f- I just think that's something you kind of have to accept with Star Wars. Yeah. Is there's going to be jank, as I like <laughs> to call it. A lot of people use this word, but I'm going to call it the Star Wars jank. Because you, you get these, like, it's like the ant creature before that. To me, there has been better special effects and there are better special effects than that. But I don't mind it because it looks Star Wars to me. It looks Star Wars. It's janky. It doesn't look completely convincing. But I, I kind of can buy it being in the Star Wars universe especially when you see things like the Tuscan Raiders that faces do not move at all and they've try and changed them over the years to look even more uh, artificial to get away from that thing that the costumes didn't move much in the original. One thing that I had an issue with was the, the, the going back slightly, is that wreckage that Mando was in. Mm-hmm. Is whenever the, I don't know if it was, it could have been my, my watching of it, sometimes it did glitch out, was whenever he crashed, I don't feel like the sound design was good there. No, I agree that. From what we saw, I didn't hear the collisions I was seeing. I didn't pay attention. I was too concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to say one thing, though. Scenes like that always put the love of God in me because that is one of my irrational fears as someone who rides a motorbike is that someone will one day do that to me, pull up a wire in the middle of a road. And there have been stories of people doing oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. And I can understand your fear. So I can imagine this thing of him going fast and hitting that. Yeah. He may not have been decapitated and he may have only been flung because it like cut it in half. Like it basically broke the bike because it was just a mm. rope. It wasn't metal or anything. Well, it doesn't matter. You're still going to hurt yourself. You can yeah. break your neck, do all this. I mean, no, he was fine. The... He had a jetpack. Yeah, yeah, he has a jetpack. <laughs> He's basically space Jesus. Yeah. So... Yeah. We have the um, this, the frog lady, and the frog lady is the passenger, and she has to transport um, her eggs to be fertilized by her husband in some hmm. far-off planet in the next sector. Um, but there's an issue, is they can't go into hyperspeed. Mm-hmm. Hyperspace. Yeah, they can't go hyperspace, which was never explained. Um, I think it was just said because it will destroy the eggs. That's what they said. Yeah. So the uh, it does explain it. So if they go into the hyperdrive, it'll kill off the species. And as it's the last of their bloodline, they don't want that to happen. But yeah, but 
I was more confused for me. The more confusing thing was okay, but I'll accept it. But it, it, they just said, "Oh, it will kill them." But they didn't really give any reason as to why it would kill them. It felt like these. It was just kind of put in for like we need to, plot. They need something to lengthen it to the next part of the, the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so that means he has to travel in sublight, which is very, very slow and. Mando doesn't want to do it. But anyway, they go off on, the, on their journey. Um, and as their they're... Favorite you know, rocket ship. Oh. An important thing is that Mando can't speak frog. Yes. He can speak many languages, but he can't speak that language. So there's a communication, like... Um, Block? Yeah. I think the better There's a barrier. Barrier. That's barrier, that's the word. See, that's why I'm here, to do random <laughs> words. <laughs> Um, so they're just doing this and chilling and they're just flying. But then we get, we go down below deck where the eggs are and we see BY being mischievous. And I must say, this is, I think this is the first time we've heard this piece of music. BY's kind of music. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's so childlike. really nice. Yeah. yeah. And his actions during it is very childlike. When you go see him like walking up to it, and yeah. he puts his face at the glass and his shoulders yeah, yeah. extended. And it was, it was so funny because he's, he looked back to see. Mm-hmm. Is um, anyone going to tell me yeah, off? Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. So good. Um, so, like we say, BY, like, eats one of the eggs. And Mando would be like, no, bad baby. And then they go to sleep together, which was cute. Um, and then we have some two X-Wings come in. I love this scene. Really? Okay. Explain. Okay. Purely because it's also a callback. So this scene, the two X-Wings fly in and they're like, hey, give, do you give us this information? We want to check your ship. You haven't got any records on New Republic. We're looking for Imperial holdouts. Transmit us this data. He transmits the data. Then there's a really long pause as they're obviously finding out from their command or big ship who mm-hmm. the Razor Crest is. And he goes, and the X-Wing pilot goes, they go into attack position, and then they go, hey, was your ship, uh, was your ship near this uh, New Republic prison barge? Mm. And then he's like, well... <laughs> and it's just, for me, it's the tension of, he knows that they may have caught him, that like they'll know who he is. Yeah. Because you see them fly in as he flies away from that prison barge. So later on, they, they know a lot of information about what happened on... Because they have cameras. The ship had cameras in there. I mean, that just sounds very stupid. Because why would they have done the raid if they if there were cameras? Would they not shut off the cameras? I mean, you saw the quality of intelligence that was there. It was very poor. I know, but you had the robot hacker dude, you know, cutting everything off. Again, it's just, it's one of those things that is okay. just... I enjoyed it. I personally enjoyed the the callbacks because they essentially went, oh, you're a wanted criminal. However, you gave us three wanted criminals. So we're cool with you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like they knew a lot of information that that it didn't explain. It wasn't completely obvious as to how Mm -hmm. it was there, but maybe one of those three prisoners kind of told them everything that happened. I I kind of made the jump in logic that oh it's a prison ship it will have cameras whether hidden or not 
See, that's what I thought, but I thought they would have mentioned that. No, like black oh. and white when you're committing a crime. Yeah, but they're they're all one's an ex-imperial. Yeah. So they kind of, like all of them are pr- pretty well-known criminals, and it was you know one of those weird heists. So. And um, so he flies into the planet, and there's some pretty nifty flying. From He's the a really good pilot. Yeah. We hadn't really seen how good we are. We had this one dogfight in the first season, if you can call it that. Um, but this is the first time we saw him do like proper because he mm-hmm. said he was good, but in that Bill Burr episode, the the robot took charge because he said he was better, so we didn't get to see his nifty flying. In my days, some pretty nifty flying. And, and for, a, I presume, the Razor Crest is a cargo hauler, which is the Mandalorian ship. Mm-hmm. I think it's a car, it would be a cargo. It's fast. Like, yeah, but let's, it's Star Wars. There's always the rust bucket that is faster than it looks. Always. And I will say this. The, in my brain, I was like, it's probably faster because of the Ugnot from which is the guy from the first season. Yeah. I'm like, he's a mechanic. He's probably, you know... Yeah, pulled it up ju- a little bit. Yeah, juiced it up, yeah. And actually, Mando got a full refit, didn't he, on last episode when he landed in Mos Eisley. He let the droids yeah, work yeah. on it and tune a ship, so yeah. possibly reason why. No, well, I, maybe not, because the other guys were saying, the X-Wing pilots said, uh, uh, where is he going with this? Because, you know, he's not going to outrun us. Mm-hmm. They didn't say mm-hmm. that, but that's what I assumed that they meant. Fair enough. I mean, he didn't outrun them, Speed-wise, but he outflew them quality-wise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's it's the such nifty flying, like the whole breaking and stuff. I mean, his flying was great, like right up until the end, where he kind of loses it. Because yes, he does outfly them, but it shows how. I think it's not really a case of it actually being outflown. It's more of his case of not knowing the planet, but then he messes up royally. Well, this is the important thing. Is what I like to I like to see the Mando like hitting things mm-hmm. because the reason that um like Jedi's and Force users were really good at flying is because they could sense where everything was. And um, Mando doesn't have the force. So he's a really good pilot just by like practice and stuff. But he does he can't he doesn't have like full range of vision, so he is gonna crash into things. And I kind of like that because he's still he's still human. Mm-hmm. Um but and yeah. I I will say it is mentioned in the uh, extent not the extended universe Disney universe it, in the novels it's mentioned that uh, Jedi can actually see a few seconds into the future. So if you if you like that type of thing, there is another show that you've watched that I haven't mentioned in the podcast for a while, and I'm going to try and mes- mention every episode. <laughs> I will find a reason. This is why you should watch One Piece. No, because in One Piece we have something called observation hacky. And if you develop it strong enough, you get to see a few seconds into the future. No, so I, I was literally... We totally should watch one... That's what you guys I'm should do. I'm not watching One Piece. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. So, yeah. <laughs> I was Man- actually complimenting the fact that he does mess up and crashes. It's, it's a change. No, because I was going to be like, it's unbelievable for him to fly into a cave on a planet that he doesn't really know and look out and be like, perfect landing. So when he crashes, like, good. That's yeah, realistic. Yeah. I believe. I believe. Yeah, I, I'll buy that he's such a good pilot. I'll buy that he can out maneuver them and get into that small crevice. But hell, am I buying that he's just magicked his way into getting to the perfect cave to escape? So when he crashed, I was actually like, 
this I like this this episode has gained some favor with me. You have <laughs> some favor now. I think it's it's what what it was is he just saw a crevice and was like, Well that looks yeah. good. And yeah. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> I mean. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. that they didn't give him this thing like it happens with Han Solo a lot is he looks his way out of everything. And it's like, well, apart mm. from one moment where he don't look his, his luck way out. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they crash land. Mando gets knocked out whenever he mm. crashes. And he sees, he goes down to, after he wakes up, he goes down into the hole and there's a big hole in it. The big hole in a yeah. ship. That's not good. Yeah. Do you know... Having a hole in your shoes, I, I, at that point, I was like, how is he getting... It adds aerodynamicness to it. Yeah. <laughs> Airflow. <laughs> aircon, aircon. <laughs> Very cold aircon. Yeah. He managed to escape the X-Wings. Basically, the he's saying like, the, the deal's off the frog because I've got a hole in my ship. Mm-hmm. He, physic- he didn't think he could physically get them there. No, it's like, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, but then the frog lady has some excellent engineering skills. She's real smart. Yeah. So she spoke, she, there was the robot that BY killed in the Bill Burr episode. BY killed, I don't care what anyone says. And the, the head's still there, voiced by Richard Iowati, I might add. Mm. And she kind of uses the voice mod, module in it and it translated her frog speech into for us English. Um, I don't know what language they would call it in uh, Star Wars. I think I they know. call it... Um... Yeah. Oh, uh, Galactic Basic. Galactic Basic. Yeah, basic. Um, so she kind of basically explains that, um, no, we're going and you need help me because this, this, and this. Then anyway, so he starts fixing the ship and the frog lady has disappeared. So she, uh, Mando tracks. You've, you've missed something. She goes off at Mando. She's like, oh, I thought a Mandalorian, oh, yeah. you know, they kept to their word. Maybe those are just stories for children. And I was like, yes, frog lady, you go off on him. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty bad. Because I think what this does really well is it does speak volumes to not by judging someone. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in the world when people don't understand each other and they can't speak each other's language, they automatically think that the other person is stupid. And I feel like Mando did that. And probably mm-hmm. we all did because the frog lady did look very sheepish and stuff. Um, we've all probably prejudged her because um, we're human. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. But when she did that engineering thing, I was like, whoa, that's cool. And then as you're saying, during, as she goes off on him, it's like, just because she can't speak um, your basic, it's it's fine. She's still really, really clever. And it feels a really good lesson like out to people, and especially for young people who'd be watching it, like just because someone doesn't speak your language doesn't mean that they're stupid. Right. And that's the thing, Mandalorian, def- the Mando definitely kind of does, because he's like, he says, I don't speak your language, frog lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he's he speak when he's talking, he's... He's just talking it at her, not to her. It kind of makes me think that because she has this engineering skill, is that maybe this mission is not not all what it seems to be. Maybe, maybe she's part of some big rebel thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought something 
untoward about her. I was like, I don't trust her. She's come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. My my only big problem with all of this is all of what you're saying. My only problem with it is, like, yes, obviously you shouldn't judge someone for not being able to speak a language, but she's shown to be quite handy, quite technically handy, but she does nothing to help the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian chooses to give up because he knows he can't do it. Not because she can't, but because he can't fulfill his promise. That's why he chooses to give up. Yeah, so that's a good point. So it feels like they are trying for that message, but to me it came across as backwards. So when she went off, I actually got more annoyed with her because I was like, you're tech savvy, help him fix the brig. So if she had done something where she'd say fix some of the wiring and it was warmer inside now or something, and then she'd have said that, I'd have been like, yeah, you can do it. She's helping. You shouldn't have judged him. But now I feel like, okay, you're not being fair to him. He's gone, my skill set's this. I can't do it. I can't get you there. I've hit the edge of where my skill set lies. That's why I'm calling it off. Not because he was being like, oh, you're useless. I can't do anything with you. Goodbye. It was more of a... I failed you. I feel bad on this part. And I never got the idea that the Mandalorian felt um, was do, giving up on it for any other reason than he couldn't do it, if you get what I mean. My only response to that is in season one, we see the Mandalorian rebuild his ship with help. Well, like with a bit like with, with help. help. Of yeah, but that's from like nothing. They rebuild the ship from nothing. So he is very technically savvy. On a planet where they can scavenge where he has someone to help on an ice planet where there is nothing that he doesn't know. I think what it is, is it's not that, like, obviously he could do something because he does at the end of the episode, but it was more so like, I'm not getting paid enough for this. Mm -hmm. This isn't the best, like in his mind, the best option is to wait and to see if somebody shows up. Um, But that's right because that's his skill set. Like he can't, in, for his skill set, he can't get out of here with his ship fully intact. And that's what mm-hmm. his goal was, I'm guessing. Because whenever they left, they basically weren't leaving. The ship was barely working. And I think his goal was to make sure that the ship's fully working before they go for this long journey. Mm-hmm. So you're both right. Yeah, <laughs> i say that. <laughs> you, you're both yeah. right because it's not... Yeah, I'm. I'm not trying to take away from the episode, obviously, because this episode made me reconsider my rating from the last episode. My last episode's rating should have been higher because this episode objectively is a lot weaker than that episode in my mind. Disagree. Yeah, I disagree because of by. (laughs) But I think mine is more. I like the slower episodes. Where I don't know why I'm I I'm a fan of the slower episodes where it's like oh, there's loads of little details that are, they like drip in throughout instead of it being big action set pieces. See, or... I like slow burn stuff. I like dialogue heavy things. I like long conversations. But the, my problem with this episode is actually the action sequence at the end, and that's what I think lowered the episode for me, which I think we're getting on to now. Yes, so he follows the frog lady and the frog lady's having a spa day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she's basically in a heated pool with all of her wee eggs. Yeah, a geothermal pool. Yeah, after going off at Mando for not doing anything. Yeah. As well, so 
a bit more to kind of stab the foot, so to speak. Or... See, I don't know if that's her, because obviously the kids can't. The fluid in that container is gonna get cold. So I, I don't know if she she went searching for something to keep it warm. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's kind of like, why would she leave if she doesn't know if she's gonna find anything and it could risk them even greater? Yeah, yeah. I agree. See, I felt like it was just a forced plot point to get to the next this set piece. I feel like in this episode there's a lot of forced plot points mm-hmm. mm. um which is the downfall like where you have this amp dude who magically knows where the mandalorians are but anyway they're in the pool and by goes to eat another one and mando's no nope. by is very sad no this annoys me of all the times mando has caught him eating shit not once does he grab him and bring him with him he just leaves him down there with them unattended Every single time. But not the first the first time he took BY with him to go to sleep. The second time he didn't know. But I feel like as well, that's him Mandalorian's not a caretaker in the traditional sense. And it's showing some of his uh full like not that's not the word. His shortcomings as a parent. It's showing that he isn't always making the right decisions. He isn't all, and I kind of liked that he didn't pick him up and hold on to him because, yeah, it's a bit. Oh, you should do that if he's trying to eat them, but he's trying to pick all these kids up quickly to get them back to the ship. Yeah. So if he's got one hand holding Baby Yoda, he can only go so quick. So in his mind, it's also that respect between them that he he's like, I've told you no, you should listen to me now. Yeah. So because By says no. Uh, By kind of looks behind him, and there's loads of like these little, like white things sticking out of the ground, and they kind of look like eggs. I thought these were tombstones. I thought, oh, what are we gonna get here? I yeah. thought they were tombstones. Yeah, I was like zombies, uh, but we didn't get zombies. <laughs> Honestly, it reminded the, they reminded me of Alien, mm. of where you get the face huggers mm. a little mm. bit. Just the mm. like the fact that they were just in that area and there was nothing else i was like that's suspicious yo mm. so what we get is by opens up these eggs and starts eating one of the eggs he's a hungry boy he's a fat <laughs> isn't he <laughs> um, then it starts becoming a bit ominous music mm-hmm. and all the other eggs start to hatch and they're filled with these spider things which we have oh. seen before we have so if you were to watch uh, Star Wars uh, Rebels, uh, these creatures have been seen before. Uh, one moment. I have the name of them. They are called uh, Karikna, and they were on the planet Atalon. That's where we've seen them before. But there's a continuity error in how they are there and how they are here. So. In Rebels, they're resistant to blaster bolts and lightsabers. Here, they're not. Which is actually the better choice. Right. Because, sorry, that makes Rebels sound like, oh, we don't know how to make a fret. We're going to make these things basically invincible. I've not seen Rebels, so I can't comment on its storytelling. They're they're well done. They do have a weakness. But that sounds like a very... Right. That sounds like every generic horror movie thing where, oh, that can't kill them. What do we do? And that sort of... It sounds a bit crap and i'm kind of glad that they didn't make them these invincible things well i think I th- that wasn't i don't think it's a continuity error though i think it's just this is a different planet these are different species of, of 
of these? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably a world-building mistake more than a continuity error. I don't because... know, because they had different colours. It was a different colour to the one in Rebels. No, the ones in no? Rebel were white. <laughs> They're exactly the same. such a long time ago. Okay. I, 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 in fairness, I'm going to say I did watch a video to make sure. And I was like, yeah, okay, those are exactly the same things. So with um, storytelling, uh, when you create fictional worlds, it needs to be directly, especially if things are canon to each other. So Rebels is canon to this. Mm -hmm. You need to be definitively definitive when you're discussing species and their variations depending on, say, planets or region. So because we can't, because we don't know, we have to assume they are the same because we haven't been told they're different. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do it with storytelling, because then otherwise that's just a free pass for writers being lazy and not world building properly. I don't know if they did. I, I don't know if they got, they went, okay, we'll have the things from Rebels. It'll be a nice callback to the fans who've watched it. Yeah. It was. It still gave me uh, the heebie-jeebies. I hate spiders. So seeing these things made my skin crawl and I hated every moment of it because they were way more realistic and sounded so gross. And actually fast because... Yeah. See, see, whenever they went back to the ship, I was like, why are they going back to the ship? There's a hole in the ship. And, and it followed him up the ladder and he, it took him a lot of work to close that door. Mm. And they're strong as well because it was an automatic door. I was thinking like the automatic door will like cut its heads off, but no, they were like holding it open. Are the sheer numbers? Probably. But there's a massive one. And I presume it's the mother or the father. I don't know if there's... There was two though. I Okay, I wasn't sure of that bit because we see as Mando's running away, he throws these little uh, charges that we've seen before. Uh, and he throws these explosives and one of them is on the roof. The other thing lands down and it looks dead. Yeah, but it's missing a tooth. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was missing a tooth. So there was this other one that magically dive-bombed. Scared the hell out of me. (laughs) One thing I've got an issue with is, and I don't know how Mando fixed it, they probably showed us, but that big one pierced the the glass of the ship twice. I I didn't see him fix it. I don't know if it was a case of after they were saved they had time to do it i'm going to presume it was in he did it during the time we don't see see i yeah. didn't see the glass get pierced when there, there was there was two things where it, it like the, the leg came through and he kind of like moved to the side and... that was through the hull i thought i didn't think it went through oh. the glass i thought it went through the hull because it slams its face on the glass and it rubs across and you see the teeth yeah. yeah. See, that's why, because I, I thought it was glass, because I thought I heard glass. See, I didn't hear glass. So okay. I, see, the, my, my problem with this whole, my only problem with this thing, and it's why I think uh, kind of messes up the episode, is I didn't think it looked all re- that realistic. And I don't mean that in the sense of that wouldn't happen in real life, because, <laughs> yeah, duh, no, it wouldn't. I meant, I meant the CGI to me felt very choppy like moments it was like oh that's really good cgi but then when it was more the wider shots and where it's trying to get loads in it kind of looked choppy and like i was in a ps2 game and i was like oh no so because it was varying quality through that scene i kind of got drawn out of it personally oh see for me it i didn't get any of the choppiness on those wide shots at all no it looked 
quite frankly, looked fantastic to have that many assets, especially with the way they film it, is to have that many assets and it's still be smooth and not con like too because it wasn't too many but it was enough that there was a plausible threat yes yeah, so basically we've got this big one that's tearing this story in the ship mm-hmm. and then it gets starts getting shot at and and it gets killed and we hear loads of blaster fires we hear multiple blaster fires sounds like there's more than one person but it's sounds that we've heard before i was like what where have I heard mm. that before? So these are signs that we heard in the original trilogy, these blaster rifles. And we go out and it's the two X-Wings. The two X-Wings have found Mando. Um, which took me a while to figure out how, but then I realised, oh yeah, he did cause an explosion. So that's kind of makes sense. I, I can tell you the name of the blaster rifle because I know it. <laughs> it's like A201, like 81 or something like that. Oh, you were so close. A280C. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Still worth that off on boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> John is like, John's like, I'm a casual fan and I'm just here for fun times, not <laughs> guys. I know what serial number was on that blaster, man. <laughs> Actually, that blaster was manufactured on half. I don't. I don't make fun of the <laughs> you love. I'm not making fun of it, man. I'm I don't make saying. fun of you for knowing. <laughs> I don't know anything. I never know. So yes, yeah, so they see them, and Mando comes out being like, "Hey guys, what's up?" I'm glad he came out wary, and he didn't come out like casual, like, "Oh, thanks, guys." He was like, his, <laughs> black, his hand was like right next to his blaster, like, "Oh, are you gonna?" He had his blaster pulled out. What did he have it pulled out? He had it pulled out okay. while he left, and then he put it away because he already had it out to shoot. Yes, them. yes. So yeah. he did. My mistake. But he was wary of them, and that was nice. Mm. Yeah. And then the guys were basically like, you're a wanted criminal, BT Dubs. But it's all cool because you did good things in that you tried to, Yeah, you tried to save the security officer and you gave us three other people on the wanted criminals list. Yeah, so cheers, dude. I, I, um, I really didn't like the dialogue here, though. It like, did like seem it's, really wooden, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like um, you just played your RPG character and you've come to the choice and you've made your choice and then they go later in the game they come back and go hey you help me back here i'm gonna lend you my rifle and it's like oh, okay who wrote this dialogue bethesda da, 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 da. jab <laughs> savage <laughs> goddamn bethesda uh, anyway yeah, it, no, but, it, it was wooden yeah, yeah. and it, it just came across as rather than it being an organic thing for them to say to him it came across as forced. Like, they should have just, even if they'd just gone, oh, you're, we should take you in for this. And then a beat, and then they go, but I don't know how to dialogue change it, but like going, oh, but even if one of them had been related, say, to the officer they tried to help, that might have just helped a little bit. But I don't know. Just something other than the wooden dialogue we got would have been nicer. I don't know if it was the writing or the delivery. I think it was writing. I think it was both because I thought I thought the way they were going with it was that that security officer was like like was like a like a, a good, really good friend mm-hmm. or like a, or a family mm-hmm. member. I thought that's what they were going with it. And I was like, if he said that, it would make sense as to why we let him go because you tried to save my brother. But they didn't say that. So... 
and and that's what I mean. I f- I found that it was just this woodenness mm-hmm. in it, and I think I would blame the writers more than the actors okay. because this is written and directed by John Favreau. So this is written and directed by John Favreau. So if that's we've now got that layer of now, okay, this is his intention. This is what he wants. There's not that layer of here's a director here's a writer here's the producer in the middle writer and director are on the same side so they've kind of got overriding yeah. creative control yeah i think i think the see this season's got a lot of it's got a lot to live up to because the first season was so well received and obviously they probably got a whole lot more money yeah. um to, to make it and they, so it's very easy. And this is what happens a lot of times in sequels is they bite off more than they can chew and they mm-hmm. try and go bigger and better. But I think with this season, what they're trying to do is keep it small again. Yeah. But that might be making it suffer a bit. Okay, quickly going back. It wasn't John Favreau who directed this episode. It was Peyton Reed, who was the director of Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I honestly, for me, I think it's more the actor. The actor yeah. kind of is more wooden for me. I don't feel the writing was as wooden. I disagree completely with that because that's putting. Yes, actors can have wooden performances, but I really do believe that was a director writing mistake because there's only so much you can do with dialogue like that because it was so expository, it was so chunky. And that was where I thought there was an issue with it in its woodenness it, because it was almost like uh, it was like the ending card slides in a Fallout game. You've defeated the Wastelands. Here's what happened to the Jacobs and here's what happened to Blank. That's what it felt like. It was kind of going, your decisions did this Mandalorian and this is why you're getting this. Not, oh, my acting isn't great. And that's why I think the issue was writing and directing more than acting. The closing conversation between them, like where Mando's like, am I under arrest? And he's like, oh, we should. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, why, why don't I give up the bounties and you help me repair my ship? And it's like, yeah, why don't you update your tracker? We won't shoot it next time. Like, what the f***? Personally, I feel like that's accurate. Do you I know like what I mean? that. Because the, these guys are basically space police mm. and that's a dick if, if police would come <laughs> yeah. and pull, pull you over in your car um and they'd be like you you uh blah 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 your tail lights out or whatever it is i don't know cars um and <laughs> <laughs> and they and he goes oh um really sorry about that um can't we fix it uh no just get it fixed bye <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah. They've got other things to do. See, and that's Apparently why I not. don't think it was... I, that's why I also don't think it was an acting one because the earlier scene was well acted, well voice acted anyway, and then this bit was well acted again. So I really do feel like it was a problem with the writing and the direction at that point. I think this is going to be an agree to disagree sitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. After that bit, Mando gets a left there and he has to try and fix... Fix it, and what the plan is is that they're going to stay in the ca- in the cockpit mm-hmm. cabin thing, and um, because 
he can pressurize the the air in there. Mm -hmm. He can't do it for the rest, rest of the ship. So he says, if you want to use the toilet, go now. <laughs> and that's not me making things up. That's what he says. No, yeah. Because it can be a long journey. And they set off. Um, oh, it looks worse for wear. It's literally like limping along space. And then the episode ends. I'm glad because it was obviously a part one. Of I like... know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was 40 minutes. Right. And the episode before that was 50. So I think, I think they're lengthening the episodes now. Because I think they, they are, the reason... There's no, the f- there's no tr- like trend so far. 50, 40. Mm-hmm. We'll it, see it, what yeah, the next one does. They're weird lengths, but compare it to the 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like it, you're, we're essentially... They've, I think they were seeing... The reason the episodes were so short last season is because it was new. They didn't know how it was going to do. And now they know how well it did. They're like, okay, here's a bit. You can do, here's a I'm bit gonna more. I'm going to correct you, actually. The season one was about 40 minutes in length. Oh, there we go. Was it actually? The, lo- sl- the lowest episode was 32 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all about 32 to 48 minutes. So yeah, fair enough. Then. There isn't yeah. that much of a bigger change. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, because I think the, the last episode was 50 minutes and that episode did feel long. That did. This one kind of felt like just a, just a tad short for me. Okay. For, no, for, I, I, th- I think it's more of, I think it's a body clock thing. It's like you, mm-hmm. I was expecting more because the previous episode was longer. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I it's a part one. Yeah. It's, it's a part one. So we'll see what happens in the next one. Um, which will be exciting because apparently there's Mandalorians at the place that they're going. So maybe we'll see some Mandos. I don't think I don't think we will personally. I think that's I think the arc of this entire season will be building up to Boba Fett at the end. And mm-hmm. that's not really meeting any other Mandos, but I'm hoping I get proved wrong. I'm really well, am. The the thing is, man. I, Boba Fett's not really a Mandalorian. Well, no. it's because he's he... in the armor. So that's what I mean. We're not going to meet anyone else in the armor. Well, the thing is, is because you you haven't watched you haven't watched Rebels, have you, John? No. So in Rebels, we kind of see how the Mandalorians were left off. So at the end of the first season, we have that black blade. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but you you watched Clone Wars, didn't you, John? I've watched parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. So black blade is the Whoever's dark carrying saber. that dark saber, sorry, uh, my dad, that was bad. Um, whoever's holding that is the leader of the Mandalorians. Yeah. And previously, that was in possession of the Mandalorians. That's the last time I saw it. With my me of her name, Sabine. Satine. Satine, like uh, like Satine. Yeah. It's so. It's essentially that name is based off uh, Moulin Rouge. Her. She was the leader of the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time we saw it, and now he has it, so... No, it's not. We yeah. see... we The last time we've seen it in canon, before Mandalorian Season 1, was Rebels Season 3? Which Satine had. Oh, no, sorry. I thought you meant uh, Clone Wars, because you said Clone Wars, and then you went, what's her name, had it? Sorry, oh, Sabine. You, it, yeah, you were right, Sabine. Sabine. Oh, because you were talking about Satine in the Clone Satine, Wars. Satine, Clone uh, Wars. Yeah, yeah. So Sabine has it's very it. And confusing. She was, yeah, she was part of the crew of the Rebels. So 
Anyway, that was the last time we saw it, and she was rumored to be in this season. Yes. Um, but we don't know if. That's Didn't she give it to another character though? I can't remember. I don't know, nor do I care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, anything else we need to say? I have a note that I would like to mention that the tiny spiders. <laughs> that sh- no, thank you, sir. <laughs> oh yeah, they made webs in the uh, Razor Crest real fucking quick. Well, there are so many of them, so yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's like the worst possible thing I could imagine is just walking through, just, yeah. I agree. I'm the same. One thing that it, the episode ended on a laugh because Baby Yoda <laughs> was the last person to fall asleep and before the camera went off to outside the Razor Crest, he had another buddy egg. Nah, f*** that. F*** that kid. I was like, in my notes, I said, where the f*** you get that <laughs> oh i didn't like that moment i must be honest i thought that was in my own opinion i think it took the joke too far and it made it seem like baby yoda hadn't learned anything and that just gave me a very scared precedent of that they're gonna go oh he's a child no need to character develop and i'm I, that, it just gave me a very uneasy feeling of oh god please don't i would like to see character growth and character change even in this child character it annoyed me because that woman saved him from tiny spiders. Yeah. She, sh- she shot them. She sh- and that motherfucker didn't learn his lesson. He still ate one of the eggs. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that this is still character development because we're s- they're telling us that Yoda is ve- that baby Yoda is very stubborn and, and doesn't really listen because he, because he is a child. And maybe later on in the season, we'll see baby Yoda starting to to listen and start maturing because Baby Yoda was trying to talk during this. Well, that's what I hope is going to happen is that this is a thing of setting something up, but I'm very worried because a, a lot of the time, a lot you see a lot in media is that kids don't change. It's not they have to change. It's people around them have to change. Yeah. And I'm very worried because Baby Yoda is technically a child character that they're like, we don't need to bother with developing this character. He can do whatever he wants because hurt the hurt, children do dumb things. It's like if you've played Plague Tale Innocence, um, the character, there's a child character in that called Hugo, and it's a very early on moment. They have him start banging and bashing around just to play as a silly kid. And, it, and it's one of those things I'm worried about is going to happen to Baby Yoda is Baby Yoda is going to be their scapegoat for we need something to push the plot along. Who can do the dumb thing? Oh, a child can. Let's not ha- make him change or learn anything. Okay, let's move on to the summary because we're running out of time. It's time for a summary. It's time for a summary. It's time for Jordan to summarize this thing. Baby Yoda's a hungry boy. Love it. That's going to be the title. Um, (laughs) So, scores on the boards. Jason, let's have you go first. (laughs) <laughs> so Jason, what is your score on the board? 87. Jordan, what's your score? 92. Ooh. And John. Okay, mine's gonna be a quick retroactive. 
I'm gonna change my no, season. We can't yet. we can't we can't change. It's too late. Okay, you made fine. your decision. Fine, then I'm gonna have to score this very low. Oh, 71. <gasps> okay. You uh, can blame Jordan. I was gonna give it okay. a higher score. <laughs> what is the it's final total? 83.3 recurring. Oh recurring. Yay. Thank you guys for listening. Jordan, where can they listen to the podcast? You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And if you're so inclined, leave us a rate and review. And if you want to come to our home, you'll find us on Anchor. You can come and like us on Facebook at Free Halves Make a Whole Podcast, or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the handle Free Halves Pod, where you can like and share our stuff. And that's the end of our self-promotion because self-promotion is hard. <laughs> And that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And may the force be with you.